Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. It's Tuesday, and we are chipping away at the work week. All right, so normally when you see these lists, when we talk about them, for example, uh, the power list in the NFL and who, who the best teams are, we are, you know, it is what it is. It's a boat system. It's always proven on the field, but some lists have more validity than others. And to me personally, when coaches vote on their favorite teams, that's got a little bit more weight because they're in the trenches and who does the uh, coaches think the college football team is? Let me, let me add one little caveat to that. That is right. This is the coaches poll that USA Today puts out. This is not the Associated Press poll. This is the coaches. <laughs> Mike, I happen to know some of the coaches who vote in this thing. They don't vote. It's the sports information directors. Hey, fill this out. Send it on in. That's how they do it. But having said all that, it does require some acumen as to what's going on. And the coaches poll by USA Today was released, and it's, it's as accurate as any poll would be at this time of the year before teams have played. Georgia, number one, no surprise. They received something like 61 first-place votes from the 63 panel of coaches. The number two team received no first-place votes. It's Michigan. But wait a minute, how could they get the number of points? Well, that's because the numbers of points they accrued for being second, third, fourth, fifth, and so forth uh, allowed them to be number two in America, according to this poll. Alabama had four first-place votes. They're number three. Ohio State, LSU, Southern Cal, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Tennessee. That's the top ten, according to the coaches. Now, the Associated Press ratings of teams and All-America teams is really the, the hallmark of what most of the media puts into any, any kind of coverage at all. And the AP has not released their top 10 or their rankings yet, but I think they will shortly. Interestingly enough, Missouri and Arkansas were in the also gained votes. That's the 25 and below. They did have votes along those lines, but again, in this <laughs> topsy-turvy world of college sports, and it is topsy-turvy. That's how it stands, as according to the coaches. Man, uh, again, it's a little too early to call it, uh, but uh, who do you think Georgia's number one in your mind still? They, yeah. yeah, they are, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to finish there because these teams, all of them surrounding there. Now, Georgia does have a formidable schedule, <laughs> except for their first game. They play in their opening game, Tennessee Martin. Those poor bastards. That's Tennessee Martin from the Ohio Valley <laughs> yeah, Conference. I know. Who does Tennessee Martin play in their second game? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's more along the lines of who they should be playing going out of the gate against well, Georgia. Well, a lot of these teams do that. And I wonder, and I, again, there's no definitive statement one way or the other, but with all these changes in affiliations and conferences and so forth, does that agreement with the FCS disappear. I hope not, because they're money makers. The Bears, for instance, going up to KU this year to play their first game on September 1st. That's probably a $400,000 payday. Hey, to athletic budgets here, that's a very big deal. To others, it's, <laughs> it's a drop in the bucket. But to the FCS schools, it does mean a lot. 
It does, and that is the reason why teams like that play teams sure. like Georgia's because they get that paycheck, and uh, it's not it's worth the money to get beat up on a Saturday. <laughs> All right, so we talked about that race uh, NASCAR had on Sunday, getting delayed. How many delays is that so far this year? It's got to be like like four or five. In right? terms of restarting the event, now it wasn't necessarily restarted; it was picked up from where it had been suspended. That doesn't happen very often. But moving him from day to day, yes, it's happened quite a bit this year because of the, the rain situation, mostly in the south. But it did happen yesterday. Chris Busher finally got the, they, they stopped it after 74 laps and then resumed it yesterday. And Busher held on to get the win with Martin Truex Jr. finishing second. This is up in Michigan. Now, they have a lot of rain up there, too, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, but uh, enough so that they were able to dry it off enough so they could get the uh, the race in. Cardinals are playing tonight. Who's getting the start? Be Miles Michaelis, making the first start since he was suspended. He's coming off a five-game suspension because of intentionally, at least allegedly, intentionally hitting a batter. <laughs> Did it with a meatball. It was a slow pitch, but that's beside the point. Five-game suspension. This is his first start. He'll face the Tampa Bay Rays down at St. Petersburg, Florida. The Tampa Bay got off to a great start, arguably the best team in baseball. They have cooled off since then. That's not to say they've plummeted. That's not the case at all. They're a very good baseball team, outstanding team. That's who the Cardinals face in the first of the three-game series. 29-year-old Zach Eflin is going for the Tampa Bay Ball Club. He's 12-6 and with a 3.46 ERA, which is pretty good. Michaelis is under 500, but... You know, he throws such a different style of baseball. Unless you have seen it, and guys in the American League have not, he can be he can be tantalizing. So we'll see what happens tonight. The Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Rays in the in what used to be called the Sun Coast Dome. It's now Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg. Exciting stuff. Uh, Royals were on the field uh, last night. Are they still winning games? No, Boston Red Sox beat them last night by a score of 6-2. to two, And you knew this was going to happen to Kansas City. Won seven in a row. And every team has their fairly lengthy, everything's relative, uh, lengthy winning streak in the course of the season. And the Royals, the Royals did have theirs. And the Royals are a better team. Bobby Witt's playing very good baseball. And the team has come together. They're, they're not talentless athletes. They just simply have not reached a winning formula. When they do, well, we hope it's in the very near future. Anyway, Boston Red Sox win 6-2 last night at Fenway Park. Exciting stuff, and uh, at least uh, the Royals guys are getting some wins this season. All right, (laughs) Uh, Missouri teams. Obviously, Kansas City and St. Louis have had better seasons in the past, um, so they're definitely not on the high list of power rankings right now in baseball. No, to say the least, they are not. In fact, they're both so low as to be almost out of sight. The Cardinals are rated 26th of the 30 teams. 26 of 30. Who would have thought that the Cardinals would ever plummet that much? The Royals are 29 of 30. 30, of course, is the Oakland A's. Number one team, Atlanta Braves, as you might expect. The Baltimore Orioles, number two in the power rankings, and the Cardinals have to play them in a couple of weeks in Baltimore. Texas Rangers, they're really, really good. That's number three. Tampa Bay, the team the Cardinals face tonight, is rated number four. These are all very strong baseball teams, and when it comes down to the playoffs, of course, anything can happen in baseball, and usually does. But uh, that gives you an idea of where the strength lies right now. Absolutely, even though, uh, again, they are uh, kind of a beauty contest. It's definitely showing you the picture of what it's like in Major League Baseball. This season, Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.